Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm <laughs> Tom Kelly. another great song. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Tom Kelly in for Joe Giglio today alongside Hugh Douglas, obviously talking a lot about James Harden's comments. Uh, bas- not basically. He did call Daryl Morey a liar and said, I will never be a part of this organization, a part of any organization he's part of again, and then repeated himself. Uh, so James Harden, it doesn't seem like his intent on coming back to the Sixers. Uh, and now to join us to help us break all this down, uh, NBA writer for Fox Sports, Yaron Weitzman joins us. Yaron, thanks for hopping Yaron. on, man. Really appreciate it. What's going on, guys? So, Yaron, what do you make of, of James Harden comments? Um, that this is all a mess. I mean, there were so, so many places to go. I, I, I just feel like the end point is him and the Sixers, they're all going to be it's like a sinking ship and they're all taking each other down together, right? Um, I just don't see how any of them get out of this. Uh, Harden's strategy through all this has baffled me a little bit, or more than a little bit. I'm just confused. You know, I'm a pro player guy and player movement and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if Harden, to me, in this offseason, he, he has two options. He, if he wanted to leave Philly, he could have not opted in. He could have opted out of the contract and gone somewhere else. He decided to opt in because he wanted $35 million, which he wasn't going to get somewhere else. So God bless. But uh, he did that. And again, you're welcome to try to push a trade, but it's your job. If you're James Harden, if you're so miserable and so intense on not playing in Philly, you need to know the landscape. And it was very clear. Basically, once Ime Yudoka got to Houston, that Houston was out of picture and there was no other team there who was banging down the door to try to get James Harden. And even the Clippers, like Harden, the team he seems that he wants to go to, like, have we? Are we sure the Clippers really want him? They seem pretty. Like, I guess they would take him if it's for Norman Powell and Marcus Morris and nothing else. But they seem pretty lukewarm on the idea. And if you're Daryl Morey, like, you just you can't trade James Harden for that package. And I guess it's Harden. It's Harden wants. He's, he's you know he's, he can do the whole thing where he's going to make this ugly, and clearly that's what's happening. Um, so again, I don't know. Doing it in a way where also he seems to admit to some sort of illegal salary cap maneuvering last year is certainly an interesting play. It's also on the heels of that memo that the league sent out to Aaron Goodwin, Daniel Miller's agent, about trying to be specific about which teams you want to play for and how to be a punishment there. So I wouldn't be, I, you know, what the people the league says about this. Um, I just I just don't see how this is going to work out. You know what? I was just about to ask you, how culpable do you think that, that Daryl Moore is in all of this? Because, you know, like to be called a liar, that's, that's, that's really strong. So as I know it's it's hard it's hard to say right. So the Sixers all season on and off record have been adamant that they never there's no wink wink they never agreed to anything and Harden didn't take the pay like even when Harden took the pay cut last year it wasn't because they had some sort of uh, I guess illicit agreement right that there would be a contract a big deal coming down the pipeline. It's also worth pointing out that the NBA investigated that last year 
Um, and remember, the, the Sixers got dog draft picks, but that was for early contact with the free agents like Daniel House and T.J. Tucker. Not, you know, the league said they found no wrongdoing in terms of the Sixers' uh, negotiations and deal-making with Harden. So it's clear to, we have to point that out. Um, could there be some burner phone somewhere or, you know, conversations between third parties where a promise was made? I guess, right? Um, I just... To me, this is where I don't, I don't know what Daryl Morey was supposed to do, and not to be an apologist way, right? But it's very clear James Harden wanted either a max deal or he was going to throw a fit this year. And if you're Daryl Morey, like, could you have given James Harden a max deal? I guess you could have and said, you know, we'll kick the can down the road. We'll bring him back and we'll deal. We'll be good again and we'll deal with James Harden having one of the worst contracts in the NBA, right? We'll deal with that later on. Um, but I think the Sixers, I know, you know, the Sixers didn't think that was a uh, – tenable situation and they also knew the market out there the fascinating question to me is and i know that like maury he thinks everything through so i think they knew that if when i think you know game clearing it out they knew that if they came to Harden and said rolling off you two years that he would probably react in an unhappy way the leverage the sixers think they have is that Harden is on a contract year and he needs to play well if not he's gonna be on the russell westbrook path you know kind of going contract to contract and not getting that big deal so if he wants one more big deal he has to play well um I think, though, this might have been a mistake by Maury. Like, Harden is an irrational actor, we've seen, and, you know, assuming some sort of rational behavior on his behalf, like, that's actually Harden's greatest weapon in negotiation, right? The fact that we know he can blow up a situation and he's willing to act rationally. Uh, Jerome Weitzman joining us now, NBA writer, Fox Sports. You can find him at Jerome Weitzman on Twitter. And, Jerome, you, you mentioned Harden and his strategy in this whole thing. And it's interesting that this comes on the heels of, of, you know, reports being out there that Daryl Morey intent on bringing Harden back and shutting down trade conversations. Does this strike you more than anything as, like, desperation from, from Harden? Yeah, I think desperation. Well, here, two parts. One, I, I, I don't know, given how Harden's been handled all this, like, I, I have trouble kind of figuring out where what we, what we assign as strategy and tactic and what is just him being emotional, right, or just reacting in the moment, you know, because... So, yeah, in theory, this would be that the Sixers made clear over the weekend that they're gonna, no trade is happening. The Clippers deals are there. There's no other deals manifesting. Uh, they expect Harden to be back in camp. Harden's frustrated and made this comment. Um, again, I wasn't, I don't, we don't, I haven't seen, I don't know if you guys have seen, like, has there been more, any other videos put out where there's more context to the comments? Like, was Harden asked? Did he just say it? I don't know. No, we've been looking um, for that. I haven't seen anything yet. Yes, I don't know about that, which I guess it doesn't fully matter, but it would be interesting if Harden just came out by himself or if somebody asked him, like, what do you think about Daryl Morey, right? Um, and also, it is also interesting that he's talking about Daryl Morey in China. So I wonder, again, if that's on purpose, if he knows what he's doing there, or if that just is a coincidence. But Morey is obviously not beloved. Um, but, you know, I mean, Harden's clearly desperate, and he clearly is, I guess, angry. Is the, you know, anger is more the emotion I would use to describe. It's clearly anger and self-guilty trade. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. 
former Sports Center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, your own. And another thing I'm I'm really interested in in the fallout of all of this is the impact on Joel Embiid. Obviously, this is a big season for the Sixers coming up in Embiid's career. I mean, how do you think Embiid could perceive this from from afar? And, and do you think Embiid, you know, this could affect uh, his future in Philadelphia? I think certainly, right? That to me is the biggest thing here. And this is why I said I feel like it's a sinking ship where everybody's going down. You know, Daryl Morey's smarter than me, and he'll, he knows the landscape better than me. I have trouble seeing how he extricates himself from this in a way where Joel Embiid feels like, where in a year from now, Joel Embiid's looking around and saying, oh, I'm in a good position to win a title here, right? Um, I just I just don't see it because you can't, I mean, he's going to do it. Like, you can't, can you really go into camp or go into the season with Harden on the roster? I mean, that seems like it's going to be a disaster. It would be a disaster, right? Um, if you trade Harden for, like, that poo-poo platter from the Clippers, like, that's not doing you anything. There's no other team that seems to be, emerging with some sort of deal. It's hard. Like Harden doesn't seem to be such an in-demand player. I guess if the Lillard stuff falls through in Miami, maybe that can emerge, but I don't know. Um, and so you look around, it sort of seems like the Sixers are stuck. And that's why I find it so interesting that Maury may be, uh, you know, the correct move in the, in the, in the, you know, present and not getting hard in the long-term deal and holding strong there, but he's really gambling on himself. And in a way, I guess I kind of admire, I don't know. I respect it. He's putting himself out there in a way, right? He's gambling on himself, but we can really be in a place where a year from now we're looking at, oh, wait, Daryl Morey was the one who was in charge when the Sixers, when it all fell apart and had to trade Joel Embiid, right? So it's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, your own. And I know you've covered this organization for a long time. You wrote a book, Tanking to the Top, uh, Philadelphia 76ers, and the most audacious process in the history of professional sports. And, I mean... Is there any way to describe the dysfunction over the last 10 years and everything that's gone down with this organization? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ground to cover there. Uh, is there any way to know? Buy, buy the book. How's that? How's that for a plug? You want to, uh, but that, by the way, the funny part is like the amount of stuff, the nonsense that's happened since I published that book, right? Like that ended at the, uh, before Jimmy Butler, or I think when Jimmy Butler left, right? But you have all the Harden and Ben Simmons and all that stuff. So, no, it's been, uh, it's crazy. It, it really is crazy. And again, this one, the Harden thing is a little different because I don't know if you unpack it, like what the, if we're going to be critical, I don't know where the mistake was from the Sixers standpoint. I really don't. Like at the time, I know people look back at Halliburton, like everyone thought when the Sixers got Harden for Ben Simmons, that was a great trade, right? Everyone, and that was the guy. Everyone thought that was, that Daryl Moore did a great job taking a player who wasn't playing and getting Harden um, at the time. And afterwards, it looked even better when Simmons wasn't playing. And just, again, like it's the contract situation. So I guess maybe the Sixers would have been better if they could have like, Instead of doing having the pay cut with Harden, maybe locked him up for a couple of years last year. Like that might have been the way if you look at it, where the mistake, you know, four D chess in terms of trying to get Harden to opt out and the one year deal and the pay cut, so you can get PJ Tucker and Daniel House, and maybe they would have been better off just locking Harden in for kind of three years, you know, where he'd have two more years left now and not playing around. But it's just, I think it's just what we're having. It's just a meeting of objects here, and just Maury's resolve and Harden being sort of the quintessential star, unable to come to terms with what his career is, where he's at now in his career, what his value is, and how he sort of wants the rest of his career to, 
what he kind of wants the rest of his career to look like. I think that's sort of what's leading to this issue. Yeah, and just one more for you here, your own. Uh, how do you predict this thing plays out with James Harden? How do you think it ends? Do you think he comes back to the Sixers? I mean, God, I have no because I hit the. It's like a cliche, you know, that the battle of who's going to be more uncomfortable. But Harden and Maury, I don't know who to bet on in terms of resolve, right? Or who to bet against in terms of the resolve. Like they're both going to hold strong, and I don't know what happens when those two, when when those two. Uh, personalities kind of meet in the middle. I, I don't know. I just, I, that's why I said I'm repeating. I feel like this just ends up sinking everybody. So, so in, in other words, this is going to get a lot uglier before it gets better. <laughs> it certainly seems like it, right? I mean, like Harden coming out, and then the, uh, the, it's like when he makes a comment and says, and let me say it again so you guys, you know, he in the back, let me make sure you heard me, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's sort of, he's making it very clear, and, and Maury's just not, he's not a GM. He's not just, he's not, He's not going to take this personally anyway. I'm sure he does, but he's not going to trade him because, oh, James Harden insulted me, therefore I'm going to trade him, right? That's just, he's not going to do that. And he can't do that for the reasons we talked about with Embiid. Right? If, Harden was, if Harden was a solo star and you could just say, you know what, we'll pull the plug and we'll trade him and it's fine and we'll reset, maybe that'd be different. But, like, whatever you do with Harden, that has consequences and that's going to affect what happens with Joel Embiid. And Daryl Morey doesn't want to, you know, he has an MVP on his team. He's not going to want to pull the plug on that whole situation. So I, don't, I genuinely don't see how this plays out. Well, that's Jerome Weitzman, NBA writer, Fox Sports. Also, uh, check out his book, Tanking the Top, Philadelphia 76ers, and the most audacious process in the history of professional sports. Uh, Jerome, thanks a lot for hopping on, man. Really appreciate appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it always. Yep. Take it easy.